This is Wildcat Dojo Conversations. Hi and welcome. On today's show, we're going to be continuing the subject of aging and training. Like they might happen separately. Ha ha. Ha ha. And as usual, you forgot to say who you are. I'm Sensei J. Thanks, Sensei J. And thanks for being here, right? Right. I'm Sensei Jackie. And of course, I'm the forgetful Sensei Michelle. And we are going to jump right into it, aren't we? Yes. Because we have a big show today. We have a lot to cover. Even though we did a whole episode on this already, we have a lot to cover. Aging takes a long time. Not as long as you'd think. (laughs) Okay, Sensei Jay, where are we going to go with this first segment? I would like to start with accept and adapt. So what you're saying is a person has to get on with the idea that this, this is the hand I've been dealt and I better get it together, right? Yes, exactly. There's all different definitions. One would be receive or take willingly or consent to change. Oh, I like that. Yes, that's a, a really good way to put it. I was just thinking it's going to change whether you consent to it or not. But consenting to it makes it uh, a much gentler way to go. Exactly. It's just another part of the way I see it, our evolution. Yeah, the circle of life. But I, I do want to say that I don't want to mistake accept change with give up. Oh, not at all. So I'm reminded of Dylan Thomas's quote, do not go gently into that good night. And I've played on that quote many times to say, from the standpoint of being judged by what we look like as we get older, we just have to get over ourselves, don't we? Yes, we do. But from the standpoint of our chi line and our soul, we should try to get stronger and stronger with each passing day and actually fight against the dying of the light. I I did it again. I went back to Mr. Thomas. Which brings me to a definition of adapt, adjust to new conditions or behaviors. Boy, does that sound easy. (laughs) It does sound easy. And yet it's a constant battle. You know, if we played around Robin right now of adaptations in our own personal experience, we'd still be going at the end of the 20 minutes that this podcast runs. Yes, we would. I think so. And, and along with that, they all start with A, accept, adapt, and have the correct attitude to do these two things. I 100% agree with that. Attitude is everything. But let me ask you guys a question. If a person spent 25 or 30 years of their life being negative, can they change into a person who looks at life more positively? I mean, I think they can. Whether they would or not, I don't know. But I think they can. Because as a person who thinks more positively, sometimes I get tired and I have to pull myself back up. What do you think on this? I think one can if they would just stand back and look around. Oftentimes, I know I've experienced this. I'm feeling that something's terrible. I've had bad luck. This is wrong. That's wrong. And And I look and I see someone in far worse of a condition than I am. That's a good. That's what I mean by standing back and looking around. And 
accepting what you have. Yeah. This is the hand you're dealt. This is the one you're going to play out whether you like it or not. What do you think? I do think that a person can change, but it's a really difficult thing to do. And a person has to make that choice and commit to it. And you know what, Sensei Jackie, this is another thing we've talked about a ton of times on this show. In order to make a really strong adjustment with your internal attitudes, you have to repeat that process so many millions of times, override that natural feeling, don't you? Yes, you do. And that can get to be more than somebody wants, but it is totally worth it because aging is not for the weak. (laughs) No, it's not. (laughs) It's for the hardy. And another thing we mentioned in our last show that we had a nice guest interview and we have one this week too. So I can't wait for that. That's towards the end of the show, right? Yes. And and I know that our listeners will really enjoy this one as much as they enjoyed the last one. Yes, I totally 100% agree. Okay. So we've got, you got to be a glass half full kind of person in order to pull this off. That's true. And one of the things that would help you or I believe would help you become a glass half full person is to be able to spend time with other people. And something I I think about, there's a lot of good things to aging. Just a minute. I think of one. Um, (laughs) (laughs) That was a joke. No. um, One is you age, you get wiser and you realize yesterday's gone. And when you wake up in the morning, you got a brand new slate. Make the best of it. Yeah. But going to what you were saying, Sensei Jackie, about getting out and being with people, that is a real true thing that we really had emphasized to us during the COVID lockdown, isn't it? Yes. And it didn't just affect the older generation in lockdown. It affected everybody. Yes. And and even the teachers in elementary school have uh, remarked how the children felt so isolated when they were home alone just with their parents for such a long time. Exactly. So getting out and being with people, whether you do it like we do in a dojo, which by the way, is the best way. Well, we think so. And you could join a dojo at any age. There's no rule that says you can't join a dojo when you're 52, 65. No, of course not. 81. I randomly picked ages. (laughs) (laughs) Or 14. Yes. There's no rule that says you can or cannot. However, there's lots of places to get social. Other than a dojo. Sure. Volunteer work, a church. Libraries. Taking care of pets. Yeah, walking your dog is a good way to meet people and go into dog parks, gymnasiums, or workout studios, which they have a lot of that going on now for every age group. Right, and and anything that you would study that you would like, whether it be photography or, or French literature or how to fix cars. And you know what is a new way that I was just thinking? All the groups on social media that you can join. Like I say on this podcast all the time how I'm a student of Spanish. And there is a group for that online. So that takes me to a wonderful one that I think we all really constantly need to remind ourselves is not to be technophobic. To go ahead and, and reach towards technology and use it because it's a great asset. Right. And like anything, we don't want to overuse it, but we certainly want to open up our minds to the fact that it's there and learn about it. 
face chatting with people is a great way to get oh, out with people great. and every kind of communication. And there are a lot of them these days. And of course, you want to be careful for people who are trying to scam you. But that's been true since time started. I think it was you, Sensei Jay, who reminded me of the, um, I can't remember what they call them. So you help me here. That would drive into town in a horse-drawn cart and sell you, you know, snake oil, they used to call it. Right. Uh, snake oil. Uh, salesman. Snake oil salesman. salesman. Yeah. yeah. Snake yeah. oil salesman. This bottle will cure anything that's wrong. And so there's been scams around since time started. I wonder if one caveman tried to scam another caveman in some way, shape, or form. Yeah, to get his club. <laughs> <laughs> or to get into his club, either way. But, uh, but can't you just see the hieroglyphics? Use Fred Flintstone's tonic. <laughs> I can't believe she went for Fred. I love it. I'm a Flintstones fan. If Landon were here, he'd be teasing us. Yes, he would be. Okay, so we're looking good so far. I actually want to change completely out of all the things we're saying right now and talk about the practicality of self-defense as you age. Yes. So this is a real subject, which probably belonged in the last episode because that was a more practical episode and this one's more about mindset. No, but this is about accepting and adapting too. And, yeah. and, and that's definitely adapting. And one of the things that I've found that, that I really enjoy, and I think you guys agree with this, is the idea of embracing weaponry. Oh, yes. Absolutely. And having it at your fingertips at I'm going to go all times rather than the words at a moment's notice. Yes. All over your house, when you go out of the house, knowing what you have is weaponry. And another part of self-defense that you become better at with age is the idea of talking. You know, when we teach self-defense, we say there are three parts to self-defense. You can fight, flight, and negotiate, right? Right. So we put them together always when we teach and we say, first, we want you to negotiate. We want you to kind of BS the person. Then we want you to hit them where it hurts. And then we want you to get away, get out of there. Do not stay to make sure everything's okay because you don't care. And that negotiation part, I think you get better at it with age. You're more used to um, the sound of your own voice and kind of being a Wordsmith, I'm certainly not doing well at it right this moment, but you know what I mean by that, right? Right, and being able to manipulate a situation with words. The, the problem is I want to say the BS word. That's what fits here because that's what you want to do in that very moment when that person is coming towards you. You want to be able to redirect the situation with your words, and I think that's something you can improve at with age. Also, I think with age, you... Um, improve your ability to sense something wrong. Ooh, good one. I agree with that. Yes, you have a, a probably a pretty accurate idea of where this person's going mm -hmm. or what their intentions are. And a skill that you need to keep from the very minute you start being aware of self-defense as a way of life is awareness paying attention in your life, keeping your eyes open, living in the moment as opposed to burying your head in a device or in your own thoughts. And excuse me, that I think because we're on the aging, that to me, it would be utmost important because you're probably looked on as a weaker person just because of your age. Underestimated. Underestimated. So therefore, you really have to put your confidence out there. Mm -hmm. I 100% agree with you. 
So here's my question. If we go back to weaponry and we talk about what are our favorite weapons, I mean, the list is long. We could easily name 12, couldn't we? Of course. But let's name a few, just some weapon that you love to kind of keep in your hands at all times. Um, It is a Joe, a short walking stick or a cane. I'm with a cane almost 100% of the time. I like it. I do too. I like something simple like either uh, a pen, a a ballpoint pen or a nail file. So if you're not familiar with household objects, you need to go back and listen. We did a number of episodes on safety and self-defense, and I'll tag them in the show notes. But pens are for the eyes, the temples, the throat. They're great for all over the body. Us. I like a small, sharp object. It could be a stiletto or a small pen knife that is disguised as a pen or a lipstick or something. And it's not like the cane. You don't have it in your hand necessarily. When I feel that I'm in an uncomfortable situation, I'll put it in my hand in the ready position. So that's one of the ones that I like. But there's a lot. I like any kind of strapping, whether it's the strap off of a purse or whether it's a set of nunchucks or whether it's a dog leash where you get distance and it's got great circular striking towards somebody. Or even you can just wrap a piece of twine around your hand where it looks like you're playing and it's a very useful choking item. And my dad used to carry a slapjack, which I know they are illegal. And he built it himself with coins on the inside of a a sewn leather case. And he used to keep it in his pocket, which was funny because one of his pants legs would hang lower than the (laughs) other one. And that also happened to Sensei when he used to carry a cut off sigh in his pocket. That's right. I know. He's a crazy man, too. All right. We better get on to our guest or we're going to run out of time, aren't we? That's a really good idea, Sensei. So for today's episode, we reached out across the pond to our friend Sifu Rob Jones in the UK. Hi, Sifu. And here he is. Welcome. Thank you very much for inviting me yet again. I hope I um, put a little bit of uh, input into whatever you're asking. No, I'm super excited about this. So I have gotten a lot of requests. I was surprised at the number of people asking me to talk about training and aging simultaneously, because that's how it happens, isn't it? Absolutely. And don't I know it? (laughs) Well, and that's what we're saying, too. Don't I know it? So, of course, I'm going to need your opinion on this and just start where you want to start. Okay, right. During training over the many, many years, my brain how can we say, slowly begins to develop a different way on techniques, what to do, when to do, how to do it, your speed, your power, your timing, the uh, amount of pain you're going to inflict on an opponent, et cetera, et cetera. Not to interrupt, but that is our favorite subject. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So it's as you get older, this is in my case, and I can only speak for my own self. So please forgive me if I go, well, that's not right, and all this, that, and the other, but I can only speak on my experience. As you get older, it starts to tell your body to adapt in different ways. So the way you use your skills, logical thinking, lateral thinking, you know, your brain tells you one thing, and your body obeys or not. (laughs) And as you get older, it's not. (laughs) (laughs) 
So your brain says you can't do this, what you want anymore. However, my brain says to me, I have an alternative. Okay. Yes, that's what we agree with. This is where you develop. And I call it my neurological pathway. Because when you're training, although you'll find this, especially with young people, they develop a neurological training footpath on your martial journey. Mm -hmm. So your neurological brain says what you can do and what you want to do or what you want to do and you can't do is going to be a dramatic change. Mm. Like you can't kick to the head anymore. Somebody's six foot 12. Yes. So my brain tells me you're not as young as you were. So I've got a solution for you instead of the foot to the head. Why not bring the head down to the foot? This is my neurological pathway saying this is an alternative. Without losing your speed, you go into a soft mode. This is through my training, purely and simply because the way I look at it, and as I'm getting older, I'm 72 now. Congratulations. uh, I I turn around and I say, I can't do what I want to do anymore. But I have a solution. What I do is... I train soft and slow. I have a saying, work slow, learn fast, because when you work it slow, a bit like Tai Chi, but a bit more prolific, you tend to develop a quicker way. (laughs) So a quicker way means energy saving. So energy saving means you can fight longer. Now, see, these are all great um, pieces of advice. Don't you guys agree? At any age, but yes. I want to jump over to your actual training before I run out of time. Do you train the same amount of days every week? Do you train in different uh, venues? What's your schedule of training these days? Well, these days I train uh, twice a week. But normally, because I'm head of the system, I'm sitting down pointing, you know, do this and then interject and say, hang on, stop. Let's do it this way. Let's do it this way. You've got to access what they can do and what you used to do, but you can tell them how to do it, even though you can't do it yourself. I have found that to be true. And Landon's right here with us today. He's not going to be with us in every one of our setups for this. (laughs) I'm going to hop in and out. (laughs) It'll be weird. But he will tell you as a person who trains in my dojo that I will say, this is what I want it to look like, but my body doesn't do it exactly like this anymore. So you just have to hear my words and follow. Right. And I think that that's, Good, because then we also kind of develop our own translation of the kata. Rather than seeing it, you do it. Maybe the way that I do a technique is different than another dojo. Right. And then I love to see that at tournaments because then it's like, oh, that's interesting. So that creates a new and, and frankly, really viable training opportunity for everybody, right? Absolutely. The thing is that people forget that when you're doing your katas, you got to feel what you're doing not just do it. you got to feel it. If you do it slow, you'll feel it, you'll understand it better, and you can cope with it better. I love this. So I would think about not what I can do, it's how I'm doing it, me breathing, you know. Say you go on an outer block here. Mm -hmm. It's that journey. It's, It's not the block. It's how you do it. Feel what you're doing. Getting your um, K1 
key going, getting your qigong going, get everything moving. Mm -hmm. I mean, in old age, it comes together and it makes sense with your neurological pathway. You do, you think about it doing slow and then you develop different ways of doing things to make yourself wow. more prolific. I like it. I really like it. So could we say that the takeaway here would be a word adaptation? Absolutely. You've got to adapt. You see, we're not into sport. Please forgive me. We're not into sport. We're onto real life situation where you're down at a bar and somebody wants to hit you with a baseball bat. Yeah. I mean, if you can't adapt, you're, you're going to be carried out by six. <laughs> I was just thinking of we're 70 and, and in a bar. That's all. <laughs> you can speak for yourself. <laughs> I've got three bars in my house. Ah, good one. Okay, uh, Seafood Jones, as I knew it would be, this was fabulous. An of excellent course. addition. And I really appreciate your time. Thank you for doing this. You know you're going to be on again because well, I apologize if I bored anybody. So please. Uh, never. You never. are the least boring human I have ever met. <laughs> I, lo I love you all to be. I seriously enjoy the chats and your own opinion. Never mind mine because I do listen to it and I absorb it later. Thank you so much, Sifu. You know we'll be in touch. Holy cow, that was great. Really enjoyed that. I loved it. And I don't even think we told people how to get in touch with us, so we better do it, all right? I think that's a good idea. We're all over the web at Wildcat Dojo. Also, if you want to write us an email, we're at Dojo Conversations at AOL. And we're on Instagram at Wildcat Dojo Conversations. But I want to remind you that if you haven't already done this, open up our YouTube page because we just did our three years celebration, three years of the podcast. So open up YouTube. Well, it'll be the most recent video, although we have some cool videos up there. We have great videos. All kinds of wild stuff. And that was a fun, I guess that's about eight minutes. So go watch that video real quick and give us a thumbs up for making it for three years, please. And in those three years, not only has Sensei J been the voice of the podcast, but we have our sponsor. Honor Athletics, Athletics of course. course. And when you reach out to her. Would you please mention us, Wildcat Dojo, for your 10% discount? You can reach Cynthia on the web at honor-athletics.com. And if you scroll down, you can click her link. You can also call her at 770-945-5150. Okay, on that note, guys, we are going to call it. I'm going to quit thanking you for being on the show, Sensei Jay, because I want to turn you into a regular. I'll take you up on that, Sensei. Perfect. Will you start out my goodbyes? Well, keep your hands up, block soft and hit hard, and we'll see you next time on Dojo Conversations. Bye, everybody. See you next week. And on that note, I'm signing us out. Thanks for being here. Hope you join us again next week on Wildcat Dojo Conversations. <laughs>